Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. Today we're talking about taming the worry worm. Now I'm using the word worm instead of wart because a worry wart is a person who's doing the worrying. A worry worm is the idea, the thought, the whatever it is that's worming its way through your mind and your body. Worry is defined in the dictionary as giving way to anxiety or unease or allowing the mind to dwell on difficulties or troubles. I like that it says allowing because in some respects that is what worrying is, is we're letting it happen. On another level, we all know that um, when certain things come along and we don't know what to do about them or they're just, they won't go away, they start eating into us as a worm eats into an apple and worms its way all over our consciousness. So what do we do about this? Well, I have some steps and they're not formal steps and I'm not gonna name them one, two, and three because they're going to flow into one another. The first thing is to understand that Wherever you put your attention is what will start to manifest in your life. So if you have a difficult situation and you can only focus on the difficulty in the situation, it's probably going to either just stay stuck in your life at the same level or it might even escalate. So it's actually very important to learn to get a handle on whatever is worrying you so that you can move forward. So one of the first things to ask yourself is, is what is bothering you? And then the second question is, why is it bothering you? Now, some of the answers to that would be, there's something that I need to do and I don't know how. I might not feel like I have time to get it done. It's something I don't want to do. It's something that I feel like actually has no solution. But the really big question is, is this mine to do? And what comes to my mind when I say that is parents who cannot, of course, help but worry about their children will make themselves almost crazy over adult children who are going through uh, concerns and issues, and there really isn't anything they can do, but you sit there and you worry about them, and you make yourself nuts over that when it really isn't something that you can do anything about. And parents and kids aren't the only one. It's just one of the easiest answers. You know, you might have a situation at work that is beyond your control, even and it might be affecting you, but there's not necessarily anything you can do about it. So understanding what it is you're worrying about, why you're worrying about it, and then is there anything that you can do or is it yours to do? So let's say you've decided that the thing that you're worrying about is something that you can do something about, that it is yours to address on some level. How do you work past the worry there? Now, I could really get glib here and say, well, just go sit and meditate on it for a while and the answer will come. Now, that's a bypass because that is going to, that is definitely a component of what I'm talking about. And we'll get to that part of it a little bit later. But first of all, we need to be clear on what it is we're working with. So 
if I have something that I'm worrying about, and I'll be really honest with you, I got to a point this summer where I needed to do podcasts and there was nothing there. And I had a bunch of other things that had come up and I just couldn't come up with podcast titles. I couldn't come up with the energy to sit down and do a podcast. And so I put off one week and then I put off another week and it took me two weeks to give myself permission to take the whole month of August off to be able to come back and refocus. And the whole time it was niggling at me and bugging me. And finally, I came back to one of my own pieces of advice is that, is there anything you can do about it in this very moment? And the truth was, there wasn't anything I could do in that very moment because there was just nothing coming to me. There was just nothing there. The other time that this is really, really helpful is if you're sitting up at two o'clock in the morning worrying about something or worrying about even a meeting the next day or something that you have to do the next day. Ask yourself, is there anything I can do in this moment to change anything, to fix anything? And the answer at two o'clock in the morning is almost always no. And if you understand that there's nothing you can do in that moment and really get that, you'll be able to relax. Of course, the other part of that is to learn not to anticipate, is to learn to stay more in the moment. Here I am at two o'clock in the morning. There's some good chocolate chip cookies. I can, you know, I can watch a movie. I can read a book. I can do a lot of things, but I can't fix this particular problem. Realizing that there is nothing to do in the very moment and allowing yourself to relax and know that the time will come when you can do it is a good way to tame that worry worm. It'll settle right down and maybe just curl up and go to sleep for a while. I mean, obviously, there is a difference between just putting it off and ignoring it and pretending it's not there and just realizing when it is time to act and when it is not time to act when it is time to step back is a very high spiritual principle because it means that you are trusting your inner self to tell you what to do and when to do and how to do it. So allowing yourself to float and drift can be exactly what you need to do in any one moment to get yourself off of the that that cycle of worrying and wondering and beating yourself up for things you're doing and not doing and wondering if you're doing it right and all the other stuff that we pile on ourselves when we are in that worry state. Is this mine to do? Why is it here? Now we can get into why a certain circumstance has gotten into a person's life and we can talk about all the metaphysical principles of attracting it in and, you know, what did you do to attract it in and why you and honestly, the reality is life happens, stuff happens. And yes, our thought process absolutely affects us. And that's why I'm talking about how to shift from that negative thinking to more positive thinking. But even that sometimes sounds a little bit glib, doesn't it? Well, I'm just going to not be thinking negative anymore. And then this the little thing in this little worm turns in your brain and says, yeah, but what if? What about? How come you're not doing this? Why? What if this happens? It's just this worry 
memory worm that spews out all of these different thoughts that get us so confused and keep us stuck in a moment of, oh my gosh, I can't do this, or the, you know, something horrible is going to happen. And that is what we want to shift. Now, going through some of these steps, like I've said, of what is, what is it bothering you and why is it bothering you? And then, is there anything you can do about it in this very moment? And if there isn't, then allow yourself to drift or allow yourself to uh, do something completely different. I will tell you that during this month of trying to think I had to do a podcast because, oh my goodness, I owe a podcast to people and then not just nothing being there. I finally had to say to myself, you know what? This is audio. This is something that people can find whenever they want it. The right thing will come along at the right time. And when I come back to this at the beginning of September, I will have great new ideas. And so I decided to allow myself to actually take time off and to not worry that people were going to fall over because they didn't have a new podcast to listen to. And now listen to what I'm saying. I mean, listen to the stories that I was building up around this very simple thing. It's like, I have an obligation to do this. I have to do this. This is my job. I'm supposed to be doing this. People are going to be disappointed. And, um, you know, what if I can never come up with a good idea again? It just snowballs when you let it. And I had, I had some snowballing moments, but then it was like a good lesson. It was like, obviously good fodder for a, a podcast. Who am I really? What am I really here for? What am I actually doing? And when I started looking at all of that, it brought me into an introspection of my own needs, my own feeling of obligation to things, my own um, ability to be hard on myself, and my own shoulds and should, you know, shoulds and have tos and gotas and all of that. I got to look at all of that over this simple podcast. And I think this is a good example because. In the greater scheme of things, this is 25 minutes or so of me talking to you. And if I don't do it for a week or two, we'll all be fine. But I had to have my own moment of turning into this really big thing. And we do that a lot. We do that with all kinds of what would really be considered minor issues, you know, worrying, just, we just, we just worry. We, we get ourselves all wound up about things that um, haven't been done or have to be done. And of course, the things we don't want to do, but we have to do. And we let them run us. And maybe that's the whole point here is, are you running you or are you letting all these other things run you? That's a really good thing to look at, to go into your heart and, and, and into your mind. It's like, okay, heart, what do you feel? What's going on with you? And then mind, what stories are you making up about this whole situation? And yeah, there's some really serious situations. I'm picking on, you know, a little thing like like doing a podcast because but it's a great example of what we do and of course as the situation becomes more and more serious and then it all just it it, it all just gets bigger, right? So it's the same principle whether you're worrying about uh, buying a new pair of shoes or um, doing a podcast or if someone is very ill in your family, they're all 
the dynamics are the same, the consequences and the ramifications are very different um, in terms of seriousness, but they all have the same root of this worm winding its way, you know, chewing, chewing these little tunnels all the way through your, your mind and your soul. And it is distracting. Worrying is a huge distraction. And it can keep you from taking actual action. And then we worry about not taking action. And so it's like this worry worm has doubled back on itself. And, you know, it's two-headed, right? It can go either direction. So this little worm needs to be tamed. For me, just having the image of a worry worm in my brain or in my body and addressing it directly, not even the subject, but saying, okay, worry worm, we don't need you right now. Please go take, a, go take a nap. Just curl up in the corner and take a nap. We'll talk to you later. That helps me right there because I, it's kind of funny and it takes my mind off of whatever it is I am worrying about and chewing on. And the other two points, and I've made them already, but I'm going to repeat them is, is this mine to do? Is this something that I can even change? I talk to people who listen to the news and they worry about all kinds of things that are going on in the world and they get into fear over it. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on and it's not comfortable. But worrying about it on a personal level doesn't accomplish anything anyway because there's nothing you can do. I cannot, sitting in this chair, do anything about a dictator in some other country who is doing something that is frankly very scary. What I can do is work on my own consciousness. I can meditate. I can pray. I can start looking for the good in life. I can work with other people in my vicinity. I can change the world that I live in. And don't get me wrong, being informed is one thing, but worrying about every single thing you hear on the news or read on Facebook or what, whatever it is you're looking at is not good for you, it's, it's unhealthy, and it just gives that worry worm even more energy and it's just, just going to plow through your brain like, you know, devouring the whole apple, so to speak. What is mine to do? What can I affect? What can I change? is very different from wanting to be in control of a situation. Now think about that. Here's a situation. It's making you uncomfortable. It's the worry worm is very active. And when you look at it, think about if it's a situation that, or why the situation is making you so uncomfortable. And what, again, what you can do about it but ask yourself, is this just something I don't like and I want to make it different? I want to control it? That's a very, very different thing from having a legitimate concern that you are looking for solutions to. A lot of people don't like to hear that, but, but all of us want to be in control of our lives. We, uh, you know, especially here in the United States, where we very much think in terms of freedom and I'm going to do it my way. And when that illusion and it is an illusion of all of this personal freedom, is threatened, we worry, we get scared, we go into this tizzy, we have our little worm spinning and spinning and spinning. And so understanding where you are coming from, 
not the outside thing. This has nothing to do with whatever's going on outside. This is all about your internal process, your internal conversation, your belief system, your fears and your desires. An enormous amount of our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions are driven by the unconscious. There is so much going on that we are not aware of. And so that's why it's important for us to stop and look at what is going on in our life and find out, you know, ask ourselves, why am I feeling this way? Why am I worrying about this? What is getting in my way? And bringing it up to the conscious where you can see it and you can look at it. Because it is what we focus on that we get to keep. So if I focus on something that is that is dire and horrible and awful, then it is going to be dire and horrible and awful. I had a friend once who believed that anytime she had a medical procedure, all of the things that could go wrong would go wrong. She believed that with every fiber of her being. And she had a lot of health issues. She had a lot of medical procedures. And every single medical procedure she had, if something could go wrong, it did. If she could have a negative reaction, she did. It was like clockwork. It was like there was a script. And she followed that script because she deeply, deeply believed this. And I have seen other people who just walk through life. It's like, oh, this thing happened. I have, I have to go in and I have a medical procedure and it's going to be fine. And they go in and they have it and they're fine and they move on. You know, the focus is so different. And the focus is what brings things into our into manifestation in our lives. And it's so important to understand what's going on within ourselves and Again, it's easy to say, well, let's just switch over to positive thinking and look for the good in things. And yeah, that is a part of this whole process. But if I deeply, deeply believe something and I'm doing an affirmation that is in conflict with that deep belief, that deep belief is still going to win out. So I have to know what I believe about something. Where am I coming from? What is running this worry? You know, what, what, what woke up this worry worm and got it to going in my head? Because there's some belief I have, some piece of information that I am using or believing that is causing me to see this in a negative frame and keeping me stuck. Changing your mind, changing the way you think about something is a way to, the real way to create change in your life. You're not going to change things by changing anything in the outer. The only change that comes is from within. Meditation, taking quiet time, however you do that. Some people have a regular meditation time where they sit down for 20 or 30 minutes every single day and, and do it that way. Some people go out and work in the garden. Some people take a walk. Some people do other things. It doesn't really matter what it is you're doing. It's that you're doing it and you're taking time to look within and discover what is going on inside you. 
because that's the only way you can start to let it go or change the way you think about it. So if you are dealing with a worry worm, if you've got that moment at two o'clock in the morning or on a Saturday or Sunday when there really is absolutely nothing you can do about something, or if you just find that you are constantly thinking about something over and over and over again, stop and take time and ask yourself some of these questions. It's like, what is bothering me? Why is it bothering me? Is it because I don't know how to do something? Is it because I don't want to do it? Is it because I feel like there's no solution? Is there anything I can do in this moment? And if there isn't anything I can do in this moment, I'm going to allow myself to drift. I'm going to allow this to go on the back burner until I can do something about it. Is this mine to do? Is this mine? If you can stop and go within and listen to your heart, your heart will tell you the truth. The heart doesn't know stories. The heart only knows the truth. Your mind is the one that makes up the stories. So when you take the time to switch from brain to heart, you will be able to calm down. You will be able to see a different way of thinking about things because the heart will send the message back up to the brain and say, hey, we're not doing this anymore. Let's do it this way. Because the heart only knows the truth. And that's where you need to go is to the heart. And the worry worm will just curl up in a little corner and go to sleep. And maybe so will you. I wish you a wonderful worry-free week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.